Hello, <laughs> and welcome to another episode of a 3B Halloween special on Bubble Bath with Bath. Today on the show, unfortunately, we have Caitlin Marceau. She doesn't realize it, but I have a trick up my sleeve for her. We also have CJ Sampera, who I have not had the displeasure of meeting yet. But if he's friendly with Caitlin, he can only just be the absolute worst. The first story that you will hear today is called Heaven in the Sky. And it is by Alexander Merkant, but being read by Damien Casey, who is also the worst because he likes Caitlin. Tabitha Weir stumbled out of the motel room. She clutched onto a purse and an unopened pack of Marlboro lights. She searched through the, through the bag, frantically muttering, fuck, 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 to herself as she looked for a pair of car keys. Tears were streaming down her face, and she struggled to control her breathing. The parking lot was dark, and even the lights in the reception room were out. The drugs and whiskey drinks had blurred any real memory of how she had gotten to the motel. She had flashes of moments in her mind like Polaroid photographs. The keys she pulled from the bag read Honda, and she slammed herself shut in the driver's seat. She turned on the vehicle and looked at the time on the dash. She had a couple of hours. Then housekeeping would find the dead body. Poor girl. She would be discovered alone, lifeless, and without even her wallet. Tabitha thought about how she could have at least left the ID. How long would it take someone to identify her? Would she ever be identified? No one would even know the poor girl's name. Tabitha called herself a bitch, a self-centered, ice-cold bitch, always doing shit like this. But no, this would be the last time. That's why she'd come out west. She was running just like her dad did whenever the cops became a little too heavy to feel comfortable. She had a couple hours. All she needed was to ditch the car, hitchhike, and in a day she would be somewhere else. And once she got to wherever that was, everything would be different. While simultaneously sweating and freezing from the come down, she unlocked the car door using the key instead of the fob, paranoia telling her it was best to make as little noise as possible to avoid any attention. As if anyone would be awake at 3 a.m. in rural Wyoming, she looked at herself in the mirror and attempted to brush her hair down and behind her ears. She needed to look presentable. There could be a cop on the side of the road, even though deep down she knew that there would be no one. At this hour on these roads, not even a trucker. She peeled out of the parking lot and watched the speedometer rise. She whipped past the sparse streetlights. The world was empty at that hour. No lights other than the headlights, and those on the side of the road broke through the darkness. The yellow glow ate the black asphalt below her tires. The sky above was covered with clouds. Not even a speck of starlight could sneak in. A few miles down the road, and her heart rate was beginning to relax, but the hangover was starting to kick in. The nausea, the sweating, and the cravings kicked at her head. She reached into the purse next to her and pulled out a plastic baggie. She dumped some of the powder onto the top of her hand. She tried to snort it, but her hands were shaking too much, and most of it spilled into her lap. She mopped it up and rubbed it into her gums, praying that it would give her enough energy to keep going. All she needed was to make it to a truck stop somewhere. Then she would wrap a belt around her arm and sleep away the nightmare. When the cocaine wore off, she tried snorting more, making it into her nose this time, but after a while, her eyelids eyelids grew too heavy to keep driving. She decided to pull over and sleep, just for a little bit. 
Her phone was charged enough that she could set an alarm. An hour. That was all she needed. She was sure of it. Afterwards, she would have the bandwidth to find a truck stop and use the girl's money to pay for a shower and doll herself up. A trucker could probably get her to Montana or Idaho within a day, and she would be able to put the whole mess behind her. The image of the of the girl's pale face rushed to the front of her mind like a ghost. She didn't want to think about it. The needle nodding off and waking up and shaking the girl for her not to stir. The girl had said she wanted a strong hit, and if Tabitha was sober, she would have told her no. She was too drunk for how much she wanted to do. It isn't your fault, she said to herself. She set an alarm and debated on taking a little taste, but she didn't have a lot. She needed to save it even if she would sleep better with a little heroin. If only she had some pills. Why didn't the girl have any pills, she groaned. All she needed was a little oxy or a single Percocet, and she'd instantly drift off to sleep. She looked out the window one last time. There was nothing. It was dark as the bottom of the ocean, not even a street light in the area she had pulled over. She started the timer and closed her eyes. She fell asleep within minutes. Her mouth hung open as she snored. She dreamt of nothing, her mind as dark and without image as the world outside of her window. The timer counted down from an hour. It closed in on 20 minutes. The phone vibrated a little, not enough to stir Tabitha, before it flashed, blinked rapidly, and then shorted out completely, leaving it dead in her lap. She kept sleeping for another 10 minutes before a metallic screech shot her awake. Light brighter than the sun shined through her window. She bolted forward fully awake and prepared for an officer to be standing at her window pointing a flashlight into her eyes. But there was no cop. There was no flashlight. In the distance, there was something in the sky. As Tabitha's eyes adjusted, she could see two trucks and a car suspended in the air, held onto by a column of light coming from a circle of rotating metal rings. The rings moved fast and freely, but they never seemed to collide with one another. Tabitha opened the door and stepped outside. The light mesmerized her along with the metallic rings. She could not. She could see eyes. Thousands of them. They all stared at her. She tried to take a step back, but was instead propelled forward. The machine wanted her. Something inside of her demanded that she shed her shoes, and she obeyed. It was a voice that without words soothed her. She walked towards the machine while the vehicle spiraled around the light like a mobile in a baby crib. The machine let out loud metallic shriek. A lightning bolt struck in the distance, far away from her and the machine. The vehicle stopped circling. A sound like a foghorn emanated from the circles of metal. Tabitha felt its grip on her loosen. The light was sucked back into its body, and it crushed the trucks and cars like eggs before dropping them. They fell to the earth, and a loud crash ricocheted through the valley. Fear flooded back into her mind. She turned and ran. The air was mostly out of her lungs as her breathing became desperate gasps. She slammed the driver's door shut before turning onto the road and pressing down on the pedal. The engine struggled to accelerate. She was back in the darkness, her headlights the only sign of life or activity. The machine, she imagined, was above her, hunting her like a predator following its prey. She strained her neck, trying to look up through the windshield to see if it was hovering, floating, or flying above her. There was, no there was nothing but the black sky. She wished she could kill her own lights, but that would protect her, she imagined. The other cars, the other cars, she wondered if there were people in them, and that was the fate awaiting her, to be crushed and dropped this crumpled ball of metal. If that's what happened to them, she was sure the headlights were how it got to them. But if she drove more than a minute without her lights, the ditch instead would claim her. Her heavy breathing overtook the sound of the air conditioning. The car smelled like a stale, like stale cigarette smoke. She grabbed the pack on the seat beside her and stuck one into her mouth. The car lighter needed to heat up, but just having the Marlboro resting between her lips gave her a little relief from the anxiety coursing through her veins. 
She questioned for a minute if it was even real. It felt real, and something about that machine made it hard for her to look away. Just its light seemed to peel back layers of pain. For a moment there, when she was staring into the beam, she didn't have any other desire in the world other than to see more of it. Tabitha lit her cigarette. It had been at least a minute. Maybe she had hallucinated the the entire thing, or maybe she was sleeping. But a feeling in her gut told her the machine was still following her. She took a deep drag. There was nothing but darkness outside. If there had been any moon or starlight, she would have been able to see hills, the fences along the side of the road, and the silhouettes of ranch homes, but she could see nothing. Another lightning strike pierced through the darkness in the distance, followed by another. The night sky was quickly lit up with bolts of white that stretched across the canvas of blackness. Tabitha leaned forward. Something was coming from the lightning storm. She struggled to make out what it was that she was seeing. It was like a cloud formation hardened and made real. Through flashes in the gloom, Tabitha saw beasts forming in the sky. Four faces, one of them unfolding from the darkness. Its feet shining like brass, wings flapped and parted entire cloud formations. She knew now that she had to be hallucinating. She was in the hospital, hooked up to an IV, and this was all a dream. It had to be. It was the only thing that made any sense. Her stomach lurched as the car was lifted into the air. The column of light encapsulated the car and her. She swung the car door open, fully prepared to jump out, but the fall was already too much. It would shatter every bone in her feet and legs. She tried to focus on her breathing and gather her thoughts. The beast in the distance broke from the clouds. Its eagle head shrieked into the night. The machine stopped moving. Tabitha floated in its stasis. The light went out. Tabitha and the car plummeted to the ground. She held onto the window window handle and screamed as loud as she could, fully convinced she was about to die. The car slammed into dirt, and while it hurt, she was alive. Her entire body shook. She hyperventilated before attacking the steering wheel of her fists and screaming, What the fuck is going on? into the night. She used her shoulder to push the car door open and stumbled out into the dirt. At this point, she knew it was pointless to run. Instead, she collapsed onto her knees, breathing and sweating with exhaustion. The metallic rings of the machine seemed to shake like an angry rattle. The creature made of many shrieked, and the machine responded in kind. It sounded like metal scraping against itself. Tabitha put her hands to her ears from the volume. The machine's metallic rings sped up and circling of itself. The creature lunged and collided with the machine. Sounds of thunder exploded across the valley. Tabitha's eyes did not waver even for a second. The many heads of the creature ripped at the metallic rings of the machine. The fangs of the lion peeled back the metal, and the brass talons tore at its shape. Its wings flapped violently. The machine spun, trying to free itself. The machine constricted its body, making itself smaller, the holes harder for the creature to penetrate. The creature clawed at what became a single circular ball of metal. The machine closed its eyes, and those two disappeared from view. The eagle had caught at the machine, but it did not answer. The creature let go and attempted to jump back, but as it was leaving, the machine shot open again. Its metal fanned out and cut off the steer head of the being. Its material head disintegrated into the night like stardust. What are these creatures? Tabitha asked herself. The eyes appeared back on the machine and the creature lunged again. It took the machine into its talons and pried its body open. The machine's eyes bled down its silver body. The eagle pecked its beak into every eye on the machine while the machine spun in anger and pain, trying to shake the being from its grip. The machine scratched at the body of the creature, its fur and feathers separating from its flesh. A shining silver blood ran down both bodies. 
The machine let out a ray of light so strong that the creature looked away, just long enough for the machine to break from its grasp. They floated away in opposite directions. It is mine, the machine said to the creature. If you can win, the creature's human head said. The creature again pounced toward the machine, but this time the machine flattened itself so its spherical body mirrored that of a single blade. Its eyes did not disappear from its metal this time. It was watching for the perfect execution of what was about to do. The creature, seeing what was about to happen, moved to dodge at the last second, but it was too late. The blade sliced through its torso. The beast's remaining head screamed and shrieked so loud that the clouds opened and moonlight revealed itself to the valley. The creature drifted downward. It slowly disintegrated until a small fire consumed what little was left. The machine reverted back to its spherical form and pulsated as if it was breathing heavily. Tabitha swallowed, wondering if the machine had forgotten about her or not. The valley now had the light lighting of the moon and the stars. The machine stopped pulsating. It turned its attention back to her. It came over to her, hovering above her in all its glory and terror. She locked eyes with one set of its many. Please, Tabitha pleaded. The machine again turned on its aura of light. The warm beam melted away, all worry, as she was carried into the air. The thousands of eyes looked at her with kaleidoscopic color. The metallic circles spiraled around in, the co- in a cosmic dance. Her limbs hung loose and her body weightless. She did not care anymore. She felt safe in its embrace. Everything was quiet. The loud thoughts and, thou- and thousand regrets were gone. It was like a child again, innocent and knowing of her father's love. The machine did not say any words, but it still spoke to her. Do not be afraid, it said. So continue this conversation of saying you have empathy for Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, that makes me sound so bad. There's no coming back from that. All right, Mr. Subtitles. <laughs> hey, no, you know what? That's different. Subtitles are one thing, but having empathy for Jeffrey Dahmer is another. Yeah, I CJ don't. and I well, like it like a fun intro because we've been here before. <laughs> we just like, yeah, okay, we they've been on the show. I'm about to be canceled. <laughs> well, I have, I have to, because it's the Halloween, Crypt Keeper Kyle records the intros and it's he already recorded it. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm so sad I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry. He'll be back. <laughs> a couple oh, times. Any, well, I'm gonna try to save myself now, and I don't, I don't feel bad for Jeff. Like, mm, the, <laughs> you feel bad for like Evan Peters more. Yeah, I think I just feel bad for Evan Peters. Like he was so good as that character that it took it, part of it, kind of like soften Jeffrey Dahmer and not the man just I guess the character he was playing but like 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 I said Jeffrey Dahmer's fucking crazy and he deserved everything he got 100% if anything it could have been worse for him but like I also like I guess like the empath in me just felt like like I don't know like it sucks because you know people who deal with those kinds of issues like deserve the help that they need. And during that time, he definitely wasn't going to get it and probably difficult to get now, you know? So like just, and I felt bad for his dad and I felt bad for his mom and the help that she needed and she didn't get. And the whole situation was just a disaster. And also fuck 12 because they did nothing to help anybody in that situation. It was bad. I have, so like I was saying before, like I, I have a million feelings about this show And, like, part of it is exactly how you're feeling is, like, I finished it and I was like, oh, man, I feel really bad for, like, this the character, not the person of Jeffrey Dahmer. And then I had, like, so many more issues about that feeling because, like, it's, I mean, obviously it's, like, 
exaggerated. And I don't want to say it's fictionalized exactly, but right, like it's, it's not, you know, it's not a documentary, right? It's, it's based on real life events, but it's still fiction in its own way. And like, I had such a problem with the fact that they took this like awful, horrible serial killer and then spent like the first five episodes essentially writing a story of like, poor Big B, of course he <laughs> murdered and ate people. He was lonely, my muffin, baby boy. Yes, exactly. Like, like Ryan Murphy spent like five hours getting everyone in like the world to look at Jeffrey Dahmer as like, poor little Big B boy. His oh, mom didn't love him. He was left alone for three months. What else was he going to do besides eat somebody? <laughs> Like, I got so mad. <laughs> I saw a lot of people. There's nothing like, left in the fridge. What is he going to do? <laughs> just chew on my arm for a little bit, I guess. He had no, he had no money and people are free. <laughs> he just said, I'll take that one. <laughs> no, but no, yeah, I saw a lot of people before it came out saying, I really hope that this doesn't, you know, glorify him and make people. Yep feel for him because he's such a horrible person and all this stuff and I know mm-hmm. that's like an sure enough fear for people I, yeah. I, I find it personally like really like, messed up too because like there have been so many complaints from like the families of the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. who have been like it's so great that we get to be you know re-traumatized every six months from a new you know true, true you know crime podcast or docu-series or like book that wants to like exploit the death of our family members and then for like ryan murphy to come along and make a show that not only makes them relive like some of the worst moments in like their family or their own personal history but he makes it so that Dahmer's your sympathetic character um, what no. the fuck and then he puts evan peters behind it and like who oh my doesn't God. love evan peters like come on i'm like you can't do this to me like this is <laughs> terrible <laughs> evan peters told me to like I don't know, kill my best friend. I'd be weeping, but doing it. There's like a ton of people wearing Jeffrey Dahmer shirts now. Like you've seen mm-hmm. people wearing the Joker shirts after the Dark Knight. Like, oh, he was just misunderstood. Oh my God. That's yeah. And I, I get so frustrated too, because it's like, there are so many like misunderstood, lonely, abandoned, neglected people who believe it or not, actually don't eat other things. <laughs> no, it's hard to believe. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you know, this is the first time hearing of it. About it we don't do it. <laughs> yeah, but they, they also did the same thing like with Ted Bundy. I mean, I remember seeing pictures of like women outside of the courthouse. Like, I love Ted Bundy. Like, just oh, yeah. all about him. Even women still today, like, are just so into him because he was handsome and like, you know, unfortunately, but that's what the media does, you know, and their lawyers is they make them look a certain way, you know, to the outside world. So you're like, okay, yeah. So what? He picked up a couple of women. It's all right. I <laughs> he mean, was good looking. If that's the case. And the media team behind Dahmer deserves like the biggest award. Anyone who can be like, sure. He ate people, but look at those baby blues. Like, can you really... <laughs> Like, give them an award. He's so soft-spoken. Jesus. That dude was targeting people, gay people of color because, like, he knew that the cops didn't give a shit about them. And he got, like, didn't one of his victims 
literally go in. Didn't he go into the cop police station with the victim? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's just acting up. And they're like, okay. Yeah, the 14-year-old. The yeah, it was just a child. And the cops gave him back. And then from what I read online earlier, like, to this day, like, they still don't think they did anything wrong. They were like, we did our job. And I'm like, did you, though? Yeah. They did wrong. The show is, like, not even, from from what I understand, it's not even as accurate as that. Because, like, it wasn't just the cops that were there, like, who were just talking down to, like, three women. They actually had to call, like, emergency services. And I believe it was, like, it wasn't paramedics. It was, like, um, firemen first responders, I believe, who also showed up on the scene. Yeah, and then the didn't he have, like, a hole drilled in his head, too? And, like, nobody seemed to notice that? Nobody like, noticed it. And then, like, the, the first aid responders, the cops, also dismissed them. Like, two out of the three guys who showed up were like, he's fine. One of the emergency service people were like, no, he absolutely needs to go to a hospital. Like, this is, this is not okay. Yeah. And then the cops were like, well, it's fine. So everyone can fuck off. Yeah, and then he went home and fucking made a zombie. Like, insane, you know? Like, it's so crazy. Like, and I, I'm glad that on one, on one, like, one part of me is glad they didn't go too much into, like, just how absolutely foul and evil he was. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, maybe you should have so that the younger generation really truly can grasp who Jeffrey Dahmer was because all they're going to see is Evan Peters, you know? And yeah. that's that. That's what I was hoping they would make it brutal as they possibly can. Yeah, I well, saw that coming out with, like, been... a documentary, though, on Netflix that's, like, the Jeffrey File tapes or something. So I'm hoping that that really, like, shines a light on, like, what he did. I feel like if they like, – okay, so here's the other edge of that sword, though, is, like, if they went, like, full brutal – like, realistically, true crime, true crime podcasts, all this stuff is, like, pretty exploitative to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's making money – and a reputation based on someone else's like loss and trauma. So like as terrible as he was going, I think in my opinion, going full brutal would only like serve to re-traumatize like the family members who've experienced yeah. this loss. And like, That's it would just be basically highlighting like the deaths of the victims and not like them as people. Like episode yeah. six of the series was so good because you see the victim. I honestly thought, what was his name? It was uh, something... Tony, oh, Tony. Tony Hughes, I think, right? Yeah. I want to say that Tony Hughes, I think. Like, you see him so. as, like, a full person with his own life, like, his own life and ambition and family. And then you don't really see his death. You just know that he dies. Yeah. And, like, I think that was, like, the right way to go about it. <laughs> and if they had done 10 episodes of that, <laughs> like, that would have been fantastic. Because now you're, like, yeah. sympathizing with, like, the victims as opposed to B.B., Evan Peters, my boy. <laughs> I just, I don't understand why they make, like, why not just make something else? Why do I make this, like, based on this true thing that happened? Because no matter which way you go, it's going to be bad for the victims, and it's, like, it, and their and everybody's families and every, it just seems like it's just bad to make it based on something that was real like that yeah well, i think people like, just like have such a fascination with true crime and you know like on one half i'm like i guess it's a good thing though because it teaches like i said the younger generation you know the gen zers today like it reminds them like this did happen and you know these are the signs to look out for in case someone in your own life is repeating 
you know, these kinds of behaviors, you know, so we don't get another Jeffrey Dahmer because it's been a long time since there's been like a crazy active serial killer, thank God. But so like on one hand, I'm like, yeah. Wasn't BTK only caught in like 2010 or something? Like it hasn't been that long. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm just thinking more along the lines of like fucking like Zodiac out there acting a fool who's never been caught, you know, like just something that's just tearing apart the nation or a certain area. Um, So like on one hand, I'm like, Sorry. <laughs> no. said, oh god he said ted cruz we're already going down a dark place we don't need to take it there. the zodiac actually came to salinas which is where i was born so i'm like you still there <laughs> are we related oh man <laughs> But yeah, so like on one hand, like I said, I guess it's a good thing to keep teaching the younger generation that these things did happen, but maybe we don't have to do it in a way where like Evan Peters plays Jeffrey Dahmer and like makes him someone to sympathize with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's rough. Yeah. It's a tough topic. But no, so anyway. Damien, I don't fucking <laughs> sympathize with Jeffrey Dahmer. I like how we opened so anyway. this episode with just like light and brevity. <laughs> Turn on the subtitles. Speaking of no, weird uh, things. I'm not getting all that. We haven't even said CJ and Caitlin are here, and I thought I'm already getting uh, insulted. Keeper Kyle did that. Yeah, but you he doesn't say that in the intro. Yeah, he he does. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a, I'm trying to get out from under this subtitle thing again. Well, here I got a perfect segue. Speaking of Dahmer eating weird things, I never got to talk mm-hmm. about eating weird food combinations on my episode, so I Whoa. wanted to discuss. Yeah, I did talk about Hell the yeah. weirdest thing in my fridge, which was a yes. bottle of wet fart, which is it's hot sauce for anyone that didn't know. <laughs> during the lead day. CJ is also not recording in the bathroom today. <laughs> not close to, like, I'm on the, the bed tonight. Um, no, but I wanted to say, in defense of Kira's barbecue and fettuccine, as yep. someone that has <laughs> been a stoner for the majority of their life, I think, I don't know if I've done exactly that, but I've definitely done equally egregious food crimes many a time. And it's egregious not food crimes. <laughs> You're not making it sound any better. Let me let me get my, my right. notepad and my pen so I can write these down in case I want to try them. <laughs> okay. This was actually before I even started smoking weed. I, uh, <laughs> I've always been obsessed with barbecue sauce for, for whatever reason. And when I was left to my own devices, I started making these things called, I could, I wasn't creative enough to come up with a better name for them. They were just called barbecue balls. And it was literally. I'm so upset where this is headed. <laughs> like, I know where this is headed and I'm already so angry. <laughs> I don't know if you do. Because what they were made out of was just white bread. <laughs> I would take white bread. This is exactly what I thought it was. And I'd like to reiterate that I'm so angry. I would peel off the crust, roll them up into a bowl, and douse them in barbecue sauce. Sometimes put a couple pieces of shredded cheese on top, throw them in the oven until they're a little warm, and they were amazing. And that's why that is I got the really gnarliest <laughs> Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> You know what's worse than that? Yeah, I'm really like giving you a lot here to make you look better. 
Um, when I was really young, I liked A1 so much. Oh, God. That would I would just eat oh, no. A1 sandwiches, which is <laughs> A1 on a piece of bread. Oh. My brother has never let me Actually, I did that once, but my brother always reminds me that I did that once. So uh, just to be clear, A1 is like the barbecue my. balls unflattened, like or flattened out, rather. Yeah, yeah. flattened barbecue balls oh. with no sweetness. This is just all salt and tang. Yeah, A1 oh. is just so salty and bitter and tangy, like, ugh. Hey, I was trying to make you look good here. You're welcome. Oh my god. D- Damien, is that worse than the Alfredo barbecue sauce that you don't let me live down? I think barbecue balls. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. It's, it's just awful. I'm gonna make you guys I think barbecue balls might be the biggest crime that committed against balls. food that I've heard on this podcast. <laughs> because already you're rolling up bread into little balls. So that's already kind of like a hands. little sketch. What? <laughs> That is like the. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that the food sanitary issue was not the main issue of the barbecue balls. I'm gonna gonna go ahead and say that the ball and the barbecue were the worst part of the barbecue. Then you put it in the oven. I have questions though. So, like, was it like like was it like a loaf of bread? Um, like, is that the kind of bread you use? Yeah, it was like Wonder Bread slices. I would just Did you cut the crust off? Them. Yeah, that was the thing. I would rip off the crust and just roll up the soft white part. And I, I would, it was mostly microwaved. I only started using the oven once I got like kind of gourmet with it, you know, like oh my, off my balls to other people. Had my brother. Is it too late to go back to cannibalism? <laughs> I was going to say. Are we too far gone from that? <laughs> like. Fucking gnarly, uh, CJ. You know, like it's just barbecue uh, What kind of cheese did you put on it? Like the shredded fucking cheddar cheese. I don't know. <laughs> it was probably what kind of bar- like, but what kind of barbecue sauce did you use? Was it like honey? Was it um, like spicy? <laughs> it was almost always like a honey based one, like a uh, Casey masterpiece. Do they even make that anymore? It used to be. Yeah, I think I think so. Casey Masterpiece. I, I never see that in the store. That was like the original Sweet Baby Ray's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have either of those here in, in Quebec. So. Well, what a shame. that's why that sucks. you don't want my barbecue balls. <laughs> no, let me clarify. <laughs> that is absolutely not the reason. Yeah. Because I live, I live in West Virginia <laughs> and I have never once thought, why don't I roll up these balls and dip them in barbecue sauce and then bake them with cheddar cheese on top of them? Oh, you let the intrusive thoughts win. That's how it happens to you me. You let the intrusive thoughts win. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, how what happened. How did you even get there? Well, like, where did this idea come from? I can't from? even blame those on weed, which is the problem. That was just me being strange. I don't know. <laughs> Hungry and fat and being like, oh, there's nothing to eat here. We got bread and barbecue sauce. How can I make this work? You can't. <laughs> The answer should have been, yeah. you can't. <laughs> see, Jeffrey, Dahmer really, you can. Jeffrey Dahmer really had no excuse because he could have made barbecue balls. Oh so, I mean, <laughs> he lacked the ingenuity. I'm not going out there eating people instead. 
It's like it's like when you see those people put those little fucking Swedish meatballs in the grape jelly. What? Yeah, but but it's grape jelly and barbecue sauce, and you mix it up, and then you throw it in a crock pot with just like frozen meatballs, and you just put that shit on low for like six hours. What? Yeah, that shit. No, that's amazing. I didn't know that there was it's, it's, it tastes there. like it tastes sense. like sweet barbecue sauce. Yeah, That's yeah, nasty. it tastes like a really sweet yeah, barbecue sauce. Nasty. It's fucking good, delicious. It's grape jelly on on a fucking. I didn't meatball, know that was in dude. there. I just thought it was barbecue sauce, yeah. but it makes sense. Mm-mm. Yeah, and yeah, I sometimes I'll even get like a little like crazier and put it over white rice. So good. Again, I don't think thing it's I was white say. rice that's the issue. I don't think it's the meatballs. <laughs> no, I don't even think it's the barbecue sauce on this one. I think it might, again, be the grape jelly in the meatball. Well, <laughs> but that. you can't see it, though. It just looks like barbecue sauce. Yeah, and you have barbecue sauce with applesauce in it. And that's amazing. See, that? that's fine. I haven't tried that, but I would. People put applesauce like on pork chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a pork roast. Yeah. You know what they but don't put on pork say... roast though? Grape jelly. Grape jelly. <laughs> they don't you put grape jelly. I, I'm fucking eating. But they wouldn't. <laughs> um, Dude, also, eat... like people who put like cheddar cheese like on top of apple pie. So I mean, our crimes are really not that bad compared to the general public. Okay, but I will say this: cheese on an apple pie makes sense. No. So no. people eat no. apples and cheese. That is like its own side dish. Am I the only person who doesn't do weird shit with their food? No, like apples and cheese is like a legitimate snack. You can at least here you can buy like I don't know they have like grocery stores here where they have like pre-made. I don't know if you guys have that down there, but I, I imagine you would. But you can just like go into a grocery store and you're like, I don't feel like making food. I'm gonna go to like the pre-made section or like the the pre-prepared section, and they'll have like grapes that are washed in like a container you can buy or like pre-cubed cheese and one of the ones they sell is like pre-cubed cheese oh, with like a yeah. sweet apple like a like a i don't know like yeah, a red delicious or something again like separate i don't think the least. apple is the problem and i don't think the cheese is the problem i think the problem is when you make an apple pie and then you put cheddar cheese but on it's, it's on top yeah. it's kind of weird to do that but the flavor profile makes sense if you're gonna eat apples and cheese an apple pie and cheese isn't so far removed as, you'll have to excuse me, grape jelly on a meatball. <laughs> like, one of those is, like, in the realm of, like, I can see it. I, I'm high enough to envision the cheese on the pie. Let's do it. The other one is, like, I don't know. I hate myself, so let's get some grape jelly. Well, <laughs> like, I don't know. Now as an adult that does tend to get high quite often not as much anymore, but I did. Um, most of the time when I'm making strange food concoctions in the kitchen late at night, my first thought is I hate myself. So let's just make something terrible. Like who cares? Mm -hmm. That's how I ended up eating hot Cheetos with chocolate syrup on them. I was high as a kite and hating myself. So (laughs) I mean, I get it as a person who does the craft dinner, honey and hot sauce. I'm, I'm in for Flynn on this one. But, like, I don't know. Okay, so that's – is that why I've never done anything nasty with my food is because I've never smoked weed? Yeah. It, um, it's part of it. Never? Never. Not once. Whoa. No, I was straight edge from the time I was, like, 12 to, like, 24. Were you, like, straight edge, straight edge where you're, like, all 
I'll carry around a sword and cut you if you tell me you smoke cigarettes. <laughs> oh my god, I was such lady, such a little asshole. <laughs> Tip of the fedora. I was a little asshole. I wasn't quite that militant, but I was an asshole. Oh boy! And then one day I was like, you know what? It's great. I was like, you know what? I just want to get drunk. (laughs) I just want to get drunk. I'm surprised you don't make weird concoctions when you're drunk. Well, who has the mobility hammered though? Like truthfully, yeah, yeah. that's true. West Virginia just already has a piece pepperoni roll they do all the weird shit for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude that's not even weird it's just a pastry yeah but there's no there's no sauce inside no there's cheese it's inside though plain. right yeah, Wait, dude, is there's cheese and pepperoni up in there okay. but isn't it just like a pig in a blanket only spicier yeah i guess it doesn't really sound that weird no yeah. I'm, just, I'm grabbing for straws here to make myself look better, but, you know. It's weird. You can't come back from barbecue balls. I just want to say that. I know. I'm just coming to You even had a name. Right. Here, this is going to, I know that two of you won't like this. Um, I've never actually done this entirely, but it's my idea for the perfect pizza. It's called the, uh, shit, what did I call it? Triple pepper? No. Yeah, the triple pickle pepper. Because uh-huh. it's a... Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Pepperoni pizza. With sliced up... Or not sliced. I don't like them sliced. Chunked up pickles. Pepper Please stop. Please stop. red pepper flakes. Have That's mercy. Pepper, pepperoni, red pepper. It's so, t- it's so tangy. Um, and, so tangy. Yeah, yeah, I was drunk one time and I had a pickle in one hand and a slice of pizza in the other. Oh god, and I no! Put them together and yeah. it worked, man. It was good. I mean, oh, I can see man. like the red pepper, like chili flakes on it because that's actually how I eat pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need that. I that. like it like spicy. What happened? What me? <laughs> There's this weird no, bug. Listen, there's this weird bug, and Brie keeps saying it's a stink bug, but I don't think it is because it has a tail. See, look, it has a tail. Brie, look at that. Don't fuck around and find out. Just get it out of the house. Yeah. It's it's walking around like I think it came in from outside because like walking around like it owns. Can you kill it still? Get it out. I got the chills. (laughs) Okay, I guess he's hanging out on the lamp, and it is a stink bug. Oh God. I'm scared. I'm shit scared, Janet, though, because I don't think it is. <laughs> Where did that phrase actually come from? I need to know. The greasy strangler. Oh. <laughs> I should know that. I need to go back and watch. I'm shit scared, Janet. <laughs> I think my dad's the greasy strangler. I need to see that. Hey, I, where's I my dad? <laughs> Am I the only one who's seen it? Yeah. What is this? The Greasy Strangler. I want to see it real bad. It's like a Tim and Eric themed horror movie, isn't it? <laughs> like, Yeah, it is gnarly. It is so gross. Oh, no. Yeah. It just like, looks it's like... Sweaty. Like... <laughs> oh, it's no. Very the sweaty. <laughs> it has the visual look of sweat. It's like... 
it you feel like you are like sitting in a can of Crisco when you watch that movie. Oh my god, that's the mm-hmm. reason I have it. Like, I'm really interested in it because I've heard that it's hilarious and disgusting and messed up at the same time, which are all things that I like. But the sweatiness of it makes me physically uncomfortable. <laughs> Dude, it is so fucking funny. I'm uncomfortable just thinking about it. I feel like like greasy, <laughs> like butter, like a Yeah, oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Oh shit! Oh, neither is your dog. He's talk. barking at the stink bug. <laughs> He's barking at our other dog who's standing on our coffee table when she shouldn't be, and she knows she can get away with it when I'm doing this because because I don't want to yell at her. <laughs> she just stands on there and stares at him real arrogant and then he barks at her which is weird because he's blind so I don't even know how he knows he's, that she's there <laughs> well he can smell her can't he? it's on the table he again daredevils it <laughs> I feel a disturbance in the force <laughs> yeah Brody you just feel like the wind vibrating around him I think I've talked about this before, but he's picked up this, he's really old and he's picked up this weird new habit where we have to follow him when he eats because he'll stop eating like randomly and just walk a couple paces and take crap. Like he just, I I have no idea why he does this, but he takes a poop break mid dinner. You know, it's making room. Kind of funny though, is my cat does that. Like, so I have three cats and it's kind of funny because like one of them will just like, so Miles, he's like our, our lankiest cat. He'll just like stop eating dinner and just like walk away. Like he forgets dinner's there and he'll just go to like, cause you have to put them in their own separate rooms cause they'll try to eat each other's food. So you periodically have to go pick them up, put them back in front of his bowl and then like leave the room. But Willow, my beautiful hefty gal Willow will like eat several bites. And then immediately need to shit. And at night, it's not a big deal because we put her in the room that has like the litter box in it because we we know what's coming. We know a story is brewing. But like when she's eating, it's like the first thing I do in the day is like feed like the cats and then I clean the litter box. And I swear to God, if I'm not fast enough, <laughs> like she'll shit on the floor. And like make eye contact with me and be like, this is because you're slow, bitch. And just deuce everywhere you know why so, oh my god so now it's like a time trial where it's like in the morning i have to like immediately get to her litter box and then throw the food across the room and try to like shovel poop as fast as possible and like i've tried before being like well i'll just I'll clean the litter box first and then i'll give her her food and then she just shits out of anger just rage that she's not eating <laughs> just yeah. Just rage. And for it. anyone thinking, well, like, Caitlin, obviously, wait until she's done and then go in and clean the litter box. If it's not clean, she'll shit on the floor. So there's, like, no winning. Oh Cats God. are such assholes, I swear. She is. I think my chihuahua is half cat. Cause she'll do, if we don't, like, feed her or give her water on time, she'll pee right in front of her bowl and be like, and look at us and be like, you did this. Like, you didn't feed me you on time. You did this. Like, don't look at me when you're cleaning it up. Where's my Chihuahuas are so dinner? rude. <laughs> but she is the sweetest, they... like, most chill Chihuahua. I, when my wife originally said that she wanted to get a Chihuahua, I was so against it. I was like, never. 
a million years. I've seen chihuahuas. I know how they are. I don't want it. But we somehow yeah. picked the most perfect chihuahua ever. She she only yaps if someone's at the door or if the big dogs are fucking with her. And she's just a sweetheart and she loves everybody. And she's my little queen. Oh. I feel like chihuahuas <laughs> have like a really perfect. bad rap. But then my mom got one. And yeah, I know they're fucking awful. They're Ooh. crazy. That's like... <laughs> Like, they have sorry, weird personalities. I feel like Chihuahuas get a bad rap, and then my mom got one, and they're fucking awful. <laughs> like, he's, he's, his name is Teddy, up. and he's like a half Chihuahua. He's like a Chihuahua and some kind of terrier. He's one of those like white dogs with the crusty eyes, twenty four seven. And like, man. we rescued him, and and he has like trachea problems. So when he breathes, he has his tongue hanging out. He's missing his teeth too. He's an old man. And he breathes like <laughs> the whole time, and you're like disgusting. And then he like doesn't like men, so he tries to bite them. But like he doesn't have teeth, so he's just sucking off their hands. It's just it's so much. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> Are you sure that isn't my dog that is blind? Because that's him to a T. He has no teeth. His eyes are always crusty, no matter how many times you clean them. Oh, that's and he attacks. Them. <laughs> <laughs> he attacks. He attacks our little like. Well, Bree has this little llama statue. It's like a ceramic statue, and he'll randomly think it's our white cat, and he'll attack it. <laughs> oh man. No, Teddy Teddy has a brother named Bogey who is like my mom's original like dog of the house. He's a uh, Yorkie. And like he's gentle and friendly and sweet and just wants to play. And then Teddy, who's like half of his size, will just start like humping the air around him like fucking told you so. <laughs> You're in my town now, Bogey. <laughs> but he has to wear like little diapers. So like his dick is concealed, but he's just thrusting the air. <laughs> absolute abandon and sucking off fingers it's awful <laughs> just disgusting it sounds like a sequel to the greasy strangler <laughs> why does it always end up like this <laughs> call it the greasy strangler <laughs> The last episode it was everybody making fun of Damien and his candy choices. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God! On. Ask Damien. Okay, here we'll get into this then. Perfect for a Halloween question. Oh shit! Which will be, I... which will I'm be your favorite? <laughs> I like that. Thirty two favorite... minutes into the episode, like we have one <laughs> question. <laughs> single question. We have one simple question. This is uh, it. Your favorite Halloween candy. But before we go first, you have to hear Damien so we can make fun of him. <laughs> That is so funny. Again. <laughs> I might, I'm, again, I'm probably going to be the weird one here and make you look better, so go for it. It might be me, actually. Oh, no, I, so. don't, I don't think so. Oh, no. I, I really <laughs> enjoy the British. Little Mr. Good bars. I don't even Mr. know what that is. Bar. Yeah, what? Oh, that's the one with peanuts in it, right? We don't have yeah. those. Yeah, it's just a Hershey bar with peanuts. That's oh god, fine. no. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's badass. That sounds like an O. Henry. I think it's the same. Yeah, it kind of looks like an O. Henry. That's it. I'm calling in Brian and Coy right now. <laughs> they gave me so much it's shit. They said chocolate. I was an old man. What's wrong with that? Oh, I love old. peanuts and chocolate. <laughs> 
it's an old man candy bar. <laughs> like we were all like, oh yeah, Reese's and Snickers and Damien's and I don't even know what the name of it is. What is it, Mr. Good? What's yeah, the Mr. Bar? Good Bar. Mr. <laughs> good Bar. And I was like, what? <laughs> but you can't get the full size ones because then the chocolate and peanut ratio is way off. Yeah, we don't Maybe we don't have those here. Ones? So like. I mean, yeah, they I'm do. Still tr- I'm still just trying to come back from my Alfredo and barbecue sauce. I feel like I haven't been redeemed enough yet. I, Look, I, I don't know. Good. I feel like you've been redeemed <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> and I'm about I to make three. it worse. Okay. My are favorite you? candies are like all the things that people hate. I love candy corn. Me too. Oh, yes. It's Me so too. good. Yeah. We stand it. It's so okay. underrated. I will, I will fight for candy corn. Especially the pumpkins, right? The what? Yeah. The pumpkins. It's just like a bigger the piece pumpkins of candy corn. Are... Hell yeah. I don't think I've had the pumpkins. I've only had candy corn. But like, if it's just like candy corn, then it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I oh, yeah. It's like the other a bigger day. version. I had a maple bar donut, and I put a bunch of candy corn on top to make it look like a bar. Amazing. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I was about to tweet, like, I am perpetually prepared to fight people over my love of candy corn. But I didn't want to oh, stir yeah. the pot that early in the morning. But yeah, it happens <laughs> all the time at work. But I also love... No, I'm, I'm game for that. I got you guys now, but I'm, it might go off the rails here. Um, mounds. I don't know what that mounds is. Mounds and Almond Joy. It's just chocolate-covered no, like coconut. I fucking hate coconut. Oh, I like coconut. That's fine. That's almond Joy is coconut also? About, um, what's the old lady candy... Wait, sorry. Strawberry one. Okay, so the mounds are coconut. Yeah. And then almond mounds joy is, is just like coconut. It's got okay. one almond on it. <laughs> okay. And then what's just an almond joy is just that's the co- that's the one with the almond on top of it. Yeah. Oh, so okay, so mounds are coconut, the other one's coconut with an almond. Yeah. Yeah, they used to have a song. It was like What was it? Almond Joy's got nuts, mounds don't. Or something. Okay, alright. I just remember the part I, I just remember the part where it goes, mounds don't. Huh. Okay. And and then it's also covered in chocolate too, so it's like a little candy yeah. bar. Yeah. Oh man, Canada, we have such different candy than you guys, so like I'm so sorry that I, I will have different answers for this, I think. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about Canadian well, candy. Okay. It's gonna be very boring candy. actually. How do you guys feel very about dull. Uh, the strawberry hard candies that's gooey on the inside, what are they called? The old lady candies. Grandma's always have them. Those things are just... Which one? I don't even Long think we have them. Strawberry, like... Yeah, they look they like... They wrap like a strawberry. Yeah. I the love ones that strawberry. look like a strawberry? Like they're hard? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have a strawberry filling? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's like strawberry... I've only ever seen like... the strawberry ones, but they're like hard all the way through with no goo. And those yeah, are Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. These oh, ones no, have I always have strawberry goo. Well, sometimes they're so old that the strawberry goo is just kind of dried out, but it's still good. You know. Just... I think I've had those before. Yeah. I've had, like, the hard ones, like, all the way through. I've never had yeah. anything yeah. that had, like, a liquid filling to it. Or, like, yeah, a... and the wrapper looks like a little strawberry, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Those are good. It's like a cellophane one, and it's like, yeah. Well, I'm batting a thousand right now. I'm feeling great. What about <laughs> Swedish fish? Hell yeah. Amazing. Swedish oh, hell yeah. Dude, ten on ten. Oh my god. That is the British worst candy. And friends. Swedish, 
sweetest fish and friends. You have mm-hmm. to get the and friends too because each little like a little turtle, little shark. Yeah, oh, yeah we did. We Fuck talked yeah. about that on my episode. I think we did. I remember having this yeah. exact moment. Sweetest <laughs> <laughs> fish having don't have friends because they suck so bad. You They're suck. so good. They're Just fine. I personally prefer the hot lips. Prefer what? The hot lips. The what? Oh, those are good. Yeah. <laughs> omelets? No, hot lips. Hot lips. <laughs> hot hot lips. Omelets. They're like they're like I don't I don't know. I guess they're like um I guess they're kind of like Swedish fish or um the Swedish berries, but they're spicy. No. Oh, they're so good. That sounds that's our like Canadian hell. version of it, I guess, is we have like it's like a Swedish berry, but they're in like the shape of like a mouth, like a pair of red lips. And there, I mean, we have also Swedish berries here, and Swedish yeah, fish and friends. Um, but feel we like have I like have hot those lips. At one of the candy stores where you scoop it out. I yeah. love this. Yeah. This I like sixlets. No, not oh, again. What? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I like sixlets. Oh, sixlets! I had something very different. The, the, I still don't know what you're saying. What is this word? You can't. Six you can't every time he says that, the intrusive thoughts try to win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like M and M's, but they're just yeah, they're little no. and they're multicolored and oh yeah, they're tiny balls. Taste like orange chocolate. <laughs> I like. I I'm not against sixlets. <laughs> Although it's not what I heard originally. But it's not what I'm hearing now. <laughs> opening the six package on one end and letting them all just, you know, like squeezing them out in Dude. one thing. Listen, mm-hmm. listen to me. The next time, the next time you get six lips, separate them and eat the orange one. Eat the orange one separately and tell me it doesn't taste like orange chocolate. That's it tastes work, like man. orange chocolate. Open one end and squeeze all the balls into your mouth. That's just what you do. I don't think we have those either. I've never heard of this. That sucks for you. I know. Oh, I'm just like, what kind of shit candy do we have? I've never had it either. I've never had whatever that candy is called either. But yeah. I don't think I could because I just can't stand its name. Every time I hear I it, I'm like, balls. I don't like this. It's <laughs> <Get these> small. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I need kids adult. are being lit again. <laughs> what is the? What is the? I tried to figure this out last episode and I couldn't. The chocolate that's like it's not chocolate but it's beans. What is that? What? Oh, is that when you typed in chocolate but oh, not chocolate? Uh, yeah, Boston baked beans or something. What? No, fuck off. No, oh, they're okay. like they're, they come in. <laughs> they I come in like a okay. candy cane. They come in that candy cane looking thing. And they taste like M and M's, but it's not. They're like it's made Our out of like M&Ms in the Christmas candy cane what? thing. What? No, they, it's generic type stuff, but they they're made out of beans. Is it like a jelly bean? No, it's like a British thing. It's, no, yeah. it's it's a gross thing. Yeah, that's but, what I said. Is it oh, a gross thing? That, I'm sorry. So, so it comes like in the plastic candy cane tube. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah. Like with a little like red top pops off. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. Cause like I've seen like the Reese's ones, the M&M ones. It's not like a name brand. It's like an off brand, but it's made out of like beans. 
Are you sure? Like beans? Like pinto beans? Black no, beans? It's like beans? mushed. It's like mushed ass beans. And it's super what? fucking That's gross. Serious. You're really selling it. Yeah. That sounds terrible. I'm not trying to sell it. They are. <laughs> you bought I don't it? Want it. <laughs> I'm looking it up It's right like now. I always I'm... get them. Someone's giving you rabbit. Oh, you tried looking it up last time. Oh, it just came into my head. It starts with an L. An it starts L. with an L. Hold on. It's definitely an L. If you're eating that, you're Hold taking on. an L. I'm, I'm <laughs> helping you Google. Um, you know, at first I was like, beans. wow, Americans have some like weird candy. And now I'm like, man, I'm lucky I'm not in America because they have some weird <laughs> fucking candy. Beans and chocolate? Yeah, it doesn't got, taste like chocolate, though. Are you talking about coffee? I'm looking. Like espresso beans? No, it tastes like... Oh, wait! Are you talking about chocolate lentils? Yes! What? <laughs> no. That's not... Okay, right. I'm sending you a picture really... I'm, I'm sending you a picture really fast to confirm that this is, in fact... Yes! I looked it up, and that's exactly... Okay, yes. Can you drop it in the group okay. chat so we can all see this nightmare? Apparently, it says that you can get them on eBay. Like, I don't think do they oh, have Oh, they're like, they got the pastel colors. They look like M&Ms, so they trick you. Yeah, they're red and red and green. Yeah, they're fucking gnarly. I'm putting it in the group chat so you can see it, Caitlin. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Googling too, though, now. now but I'm it's like actually made with lentils? That's terrifying. Why would they do that? Okay, so you were right. It is beans. I told you. What the hell? Like, I thought you were just describing it. I have no faith left. Whoa, that's the Christmas version, right? Ew. What? And that's gonna... Some kid's gonna be like, oh, sweet. I got fucking M&M's. <laughs> nope. You yeah, got it's like beans. yeah, it looks like good old chocolate, and it's not. It's, it's beans. <laughs> that is a nice made. I'm gonna buy one of these now if I see them at Christmas. <laughs> well, I was looking up, and they have them in like, all colors. They have like Easter colored ones, but you know what looks kind of like that, but it's actually good, is candy coated uh, sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I thought I would so. try that. I thought, no, until I had them, bomb. I would try it's it. Really I just I don't think they sell them up here either. <laughs> In the land of no I candy. <laughs> In the land of early maple syrup. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think I've had the Easter ones before. Is that what you guys on Halloween's just maple syrup jars? In fairness, we do have a maple candy that slaps. <laughs> so, like, I'd fuck with it. It, like, dissolves into maple syrup in your mouth. It's it's really good. It's uh, super sweet, though. It, you know. I'm yeah. interested. Interesting. Yeah. For the record, my favorite Halloween candy, other than candy corn, is either Smarties, which are not the same as American Smarties, because we call those really? rockets over here. Yeah. Yeah, yours are like M&M's. Exactly, yeah. Ours are like flatter M&M's. That's what our Smarties are. And what? then the things that you guys call rockets, like that powdery chalky thing, we uh, sorry, yeah. that you guys call Smarties, we call them rockets. And those are like our powdery things. I hate Smarties. I love well, Smarties. The ones I like are good. <laughs> the ones that we call rockets, I hate. Um, I like and then we rockets. have Mars bars. I don't know if you guys have. I've heard yeah, of them. You guys have like British so. candy. Yeah, yeah, we do. The Mars is kind of like the Milky Way, right? I don't know what a Milky Way is. <laughs> so it's like nougat. It's like nougat and caramel. Yeah, yeah, like wrapped in chocolate. Yeah, yeah, that's Mars. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's like a British candy. It's so good. I love Milky Way. Do you have the crunchy? 
Yeah, we do. The Crunchy is the greatest candy bar ever made. I will actually you know? debate that and say that the Coffee Crisp is. Oh, that one is good too. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, if it's available in everywhere in the States, but in Canada, it is like the best fucking candy bar, in my opinion. Because it's just like, it's like wafer and it's like wrapped in chocolate, but there's like a, a light, sweet coffee taste to it as well. Ooh. It's really good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That's it's like, you know those like wafer cookies that you get with like the icing in between them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like those where you have like two of them stacked and the flavor like- in the middle is coffee and it's wrapped in chocolate. It's like oh, a Kit Kat I mean. with a little bit of coffee flavor. Yeah. But like a thicker Kit Kat. It's like you double the Kit Kat. Like you put two Kit Kat bars on top of each other and then wrap that in chocolate. Like in chocolate. That sounds it's, It is so yeah. good. It's not I as good as the crunchy. Huh? I need to the try crunchy. the crunchy. I need to what try both the of these. The crunchy's honeycomb. Oh. Oh, ours is not it's, that. Is it not? No. Not the one that we have. Do you have the crunch that is like the rice? We, yeah, the we have crunch that's rice. And then I think it's, I want to say it's crunchy. Maybe it's like a different brand now that it's basically just like like a hard toffee wrapped in chocolate. Like almost like a peanut brittle, but it's that, not peanut brittle. You're going to find that that actually is honeycomb. No, what there's about, no way. No, toffee, like a Heath bar. You guys have Heath bars? Uh, I love Heath bars. Those are good. Yeah. They get stuck in your teeth. <laughs> no. Yes. Let me let yeah, me let do. me do a let me do a Google. One do time Google. on um, like, on Halloween when I was like twenty, I think I bit into a Snickers and it broke my tooth. I was like the betrayal. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> I had to go to the dentist. It sucked. It was a Snickers. I'm I mean, already on that's what it Oh my god! I typed in I typed in Canadian crunchy and it turned into Canadian currency. <laughs> I keep checking it and I keep getting like our crunchy peanut butter. So that can't be. Yeah, right. this is. I'll send it to you. Hold on. What? It does say toffee. Yeah, but it's not. It's honeycomb. No, ours Maybe is a hundred percent toffee. I've never had honeycomb in it. What the hell? Like, never in my life have I had honeycomb in this chocolate bar. Today on Candy Conspiracy. That is so strange. Let me send it to you in the group chat because it is the literal, it's literally the same thing. I think that's it's the like one that I Cadbury. Yeah, but the Cadbury goes to, I think, no, I was going to say, I think it's different in the US and UK, but maybe it's not. Oh my God, Cadbury eggs during. Um, uh easter with the cream inside mm-hmm. is it cream yeah right the cadbury cream yep. oh my god yeah. i have to stay out of the store when they're there because yeah. i will eat like a thousand of them <laughs> my wife is the same way i'm like oh i'm at target for the fourth time this week i'm gonna treat myself again <laughs> okay the other one i'm thinking of for the record damien is a crispy crunch that's the other one that we have oh i'm looking at that one too and that one i think is also a toffee in it yeah. And it's like much harder. And I think there might even, I don't think there's peanuts in it, but it's like the same thing as like a peanut brittle. But there's like without, just the brittle, no peanut. <laughs> Why is candy so different everywhere you, I don't know. Crunch yeah, that's cereal. Did you know that? Why Nest- is there crunch cereal? Did you know Nestle Crunch is no longer a Nestle Crunch? It's just what? a crunch. They got bought so out by oh. Ferrero like a couple years ago. 
Okay, Damien, the crunchy you too. sent me looks nothing like mine. Are you sure? I'm horrified. What is this? <laughs> Send what yours Wait. looks like. <laughs> I don't like that the one Damien sent has honeycomb inside. It just it rubs me the wrong way every it's way. It's so like, good. I need a glass of water. Uh -huh. Look at that. <laughs> right? Dry like dry. Ugh. Oh my god, I'm trying to like... Wait, am I going crazy? Like, I feel like I'm like having a stroke. Like, what is happening? You know what candy I feel like does not... I don't know if they're, in, in, if they're there, Caitlin, but the candy that I feel like does not get enough credit is the Three Musketeers. They're so good. Oh, those things so are good. Awesome. Musketeers is good. I fuck so good. I love to eat all the chocolate off and then just eat the middle. What a monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely, definitely <laughs> thinking of a crispy crunch. <laughs> That's horrid. Yeah, no, Damien, I'm thinking of a crispy crunch on a crunchy, for the record. I feel like I need to clarify this. Crispy crunch. Okay. A crispy I'm going to send it another crunchy. You can talk too I, much about this. I don't know. I think I think we should let Crypt Keeper Kyle. I think we should let Crypt Keeper Kyle come in and lead us into the next story and break real quick. Can you ask him what his favorite candy is? Why don't you ask him? You're like oh, fucking okay. Necco wafers. <laughs> Hello! It is I, Crypt Keeper Kyle. Mm -hmm. Oh, Crypt Keeper Kyle, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Tell us. That will remain a secret because I have oh, come God. to confront Caitlyn for always laughing at me and I have not <laughs> come alone. Oh my god, please tell me you brought your wife. <laughs> I said I have not come alone. Hey guys, I'm Gravedigger Doug. Uh, <laughs> this guy brought me with him. <laughs> and, uh, don't laugh at uh, me. We don't have a plan other than to <laughs> not be alone. I got a shovel. Kill me, just kill me with it. <laughs> Gravedigger Doug. <laughs> Hit me harder, baby. <laughs> Fucking take me and away! And just for the record, my favorite candy bar is the Butterfinger. Oh my god! And now I will play a poem by Caitlin Marceau, my worst enemy, <laughs> called Sticky Sweet. Sticky Sweet by Caitlin Marceau, originally published in Monstrosities by Sliced Up Press. Sticky Sweet, like honey, the scent floods her senses and drowns her in waves of candied figs and syrup. It pulls her through the woods, off her path home and away from safety, deep into the blackened heart of the forest. The tree stands proud, branches reaching to the sky, wrapped in green, trunk black like tar, like molasses, like burnt sugar. The air is thick with the warm smell. It washes over her, coats her tongue, and drips down her throat. It pulls her close, drawing her in, working its magic from deep in her lungs. She moves closer, letting the sweetness guide her. The trunk moves, shimmers, ripples in the blackness that mesmerize and terrify. She touches the bark, the rough tree soft beneath her fingers. She steps closer, her fingers numb, and wraps her arms around the green spire, resting her face on the trunk that should scratch and chafe, but molds and softens to the curves of her body. She breathes deep the sweetness, body blind to the nectar-turned acid, 
She shifts in discomfort, skin prickling at the slow burn, but is glued to the tree, skin melting to sap. She opens an eye that waters from the fumes, and she watches her hand, peach turning plum, smooth skin softening, liquefying, rolling off bone and blending with black as her flesh coats the trunk. She inhales, liquid gurgling and half-dissolved lungs, enjoying the smell, sticky sweet, of her body deliquescing and blending with those before her as she's devoured by the tree. It has a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have messed with those guys, you know. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my god kyle boys for life <laughs> <laughs> guys if we get me to three thousand followers i will do an arm tattoo of grave digger doug <laughs> grip keeper kyle <laughs> Above it, it'll just say "Bros for life." <laughs> I was gonna have them like teabagging a headstone, but yours is much better. <laughs> no, wait, but wait, wait, wait! But it has to be—it has to be the barbecue balls, though. <laughs> <laughs> Rave Digger Duck does have barbecue balls. Was, just, <laughs> his catchphrase is just "Taste my barbecue balls." <laughs> It's his favorite Halloween candy. Bros for balls. Oh my god. I have a shovel. (laughs) He had all day to prepare that and the best he could My favorite part about him is he said it like a man who had just been hit by a shovel. Yeah, that's what I was picturing in my head. Like he was freshly concussed. Sugar Doug. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. I got it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. So, oh my god. So you're welcome, Crypt Keeper Kyle. Why are you th- why are you saying it to him? You're not grave digger, Doug. I uh, don't know the guy, but I he just reps him. him. <laughs> He's you know, a manager. He enjoys my barbecue balls and doesn't give me shit for it. <laughs> CJ is actually a grave agent. Yeah, he moon like that. He does yard work around CJ's house for barbecue ball payments. <laughs> no. Did you still cook me my, my lunch today? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, I need to write that now. I don't know what you did to him, but you pissed him off. I waited thirty-four years to have an arch nemesis. This is delightful. <laughs> Damn! All that waiting, and the best you got was Crypt Keeper Kyle. <laughs> That's the best I could get. <laughs> this is the absolute ideal situation. <laughs> you think I want yeah, a cool nemesis? Of... Absolutely not. Oh, that's my, my favorite, uh, favorite favorite part of like Venture Brothers and all those shows where they make fun of superheroes and stuff is the one-off weird characters they come up with. That's so best. good. Oh, my face hurts. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm crying a little bit. <laughs> All right, bring Dave, those what's guys. our next? 
<laughs> I think the next thing we had to find out was what is your like if you could dress as any character or anything for Halloween, what would it be? Crypt Keeper Kyle. <laughs> uh, I'd like to go as Crypt Keeper Kyle. <laughs> you can't do that because he's already he's already there wearing a costume. Is he dressing up as Doug? Because we could go full circle. <laughs> <laughs> and then Doug dresses as you. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um I really I've been looking every year since I've seen the sketch, I look for a good uh David S. Pumpkins costume. But I've oh yet to God, find yes. one. Yes. I love David Pumpkins. It's probably my favorite Saturday Night Live sketch of all times. It's so funny. That's so good. David I don't remember Pumpkins, it. man. Have you seen it, Damien? No, I'm just like trying not to oh, lie. What? <laughs> Why you didn't you... die now because you haven't seen David as Pumpkins. My nose is all clogged up from laughing about Crypt Keeper Kyle and <laughs> Grave Dugger, Grave Dugger Dig. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so, it's so clogged up that like even though I talk with my nose clogged up, like I'm struggling a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. That's such a mystery to me. Still, <sighs> this is yeah, hell. I'm like pause and come pop. back, my dude. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll pull through. <laughs> if he drowns in his own mucus, he drowns in his own mucus. <laughs> them's the rules I suppose <laughs> tough break kid <laughs> we'll get him next time <laughs> oh my gosh uh, that's like my favorite um, meme right now I'm so sorry <laughs> like, what was I don't the know question? What... huh um, what was the question? any costume and Caitlin had a cop out and said Crypt Keeper Kyle I mean, if I had to choose, like, an actual, actual costume, it's, like, one that I wanted to do for a while. Uh, and it's very dumb. Uh, <laughs> so it would be a group costume with, like, my partner and our three cats, and we would be the Catums family. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because my cats do fit suspiciously well with members of the Adams family. <laughs> so like I would dress my fat girl Willow up as Pugsley and then my middle child Riley would be Wednesday because she just causes havoc. Um and then like Miles would be it. So mm. yeah. I have, have uh... to make that happen. Oh I want I to. I'm just trying to figure out whether I want to do it like this Halloween and have my cats hate me for the next 10 years. Or, like, closer to their twilight years to stuff them into costumes. <laughs> that way they can't really fight back. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> they have ten years to look back on me like, fondly. So. Whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> we have tried and tried to dress our pets up, and they just, like, it doesn't work. We've tried putting a little cowboy hat on our grumpy dog, and he just looks at you like, what kind of Fucking disgrace is this. <laughs> Too much. See, I've gotten loves some costumes. To get dressed up. Oh, what? That's cute. <laughs> what have you dressed up as? Well, we used to. We were super bougie when we first got her. And uh, she had like little parka pink, like hot pink parka coats with fur lined hoods and like That's adorable. All these little sweaters and stuff. 
And she would she loved them. We would pull them out. She would walk over to us with tail wagging. We'd be like, okay, put it down. Because she gets cold. My mom does the same thing. Yeah, that's why he likes his he sweaters when it. he gets cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got her these little yeah. bat wings this year. And <laughs> they were a little tight. She wasn't really into it. But I put them on, you can see it on my TikTok, actually. I put it on my giant black lab. And it was so funny because they're these tiny bat wings. And she's like a log, a black furred log wearing <laughs> these little bat wings. I love it. <laughs> like men is just stuff that cats in costumes before, but like with varying levels of success. Like Miles is like a ferret. Like he might as well be another animal. Like he's a ferret. If you put a ferret on stilts, he has just the longest daddy long legs legs I've ever seen a cat. <laughs> And he has, like, the lengthiest body. So he is just, like, a big ferret. So he just, like, <laughs> slips right out of anything you put him in. Like, he's greased up and gone. Whereas, like, Willow is too fat to fit in most cat costumes. For the record, we got her, like, while she was very overweight. Uh, and we have not helped. <laughs> we, we've tried desperately <laughs> to get her to lose weight. And she is resilient in her uh, refusal. Um, I feel like some animals so like a little just, bit... like, that way. Like, there's nothing you yeah, can do. Yeah, like, she's point. stacked. That's how my, <laughs> yeah, my lab is. She is yeah. a big-boned woman, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love her anyways, but it's just, like, finding a costume, you have to get her, like, a dog-sized costume, which, like, is a little bit too big. And then Riley is just, I don't she's a nightmare child. And she will try to, like, rip it off with her claws. So, like, we bought them three hot dog costumes. And, like, I'm having to tailor the hot dog costumes to, like, be a little tight on Miles so we can't slip out. I'm trying to avoid getting anything near Riley's face or she will rip through it with the sheer force of her existence. And then with Willow, I'm probably going to have to take the extra fabric from Miles and extend her costume. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is miles white I by just chance love that you're actually like stitching your animal your cat's costumes <laughs> yeah i gotta like hand make them <laughs> and no they're so willow and miles are black cats um willow has like extra so she's polydactyl on like all of her feet and she has for some reason only her back toes are white so she has like a little french manicure on them and then like miles Wait, is, is just like the one that got an extra toe yeah. yeah, they have extra toes. That's how I had a cat like that named Cookie, and she, watching her walk was just the funniest thing. She had like all these toes. I think she had seven on one alone. Oh. And I was like, you, yeah. you look crazy, girl. We have that, that's Willow. I asked because our cat Everest is exactly the same way that she described Miles, but he's just pure white, and we call him our Slimmy Jimmy. Oh, he's just so long. I took him to the vet, and um, the vet was pulling him out of the cage. And he laid down, so he was just so long, and the vet was like, he just keeps it coming, doesn't he? That's Miles. He, like, we jokingly call him our, like, accordion cat. Because, like, when he wants to, he looks like a normal cat. Like, again, he has, like, these long-ass legs, but looks like a regular-sized cat. And then, if he's comfortable around you, he starts to unfurl. And you realize he's actually seven cats stitched together <laughs> in a cat version of the human centipede. <laughs> like, he just keeps going. And you're like, son, please stop. <laughs> so, like, it looks 
small, but if I'm lying in bed, like assuming his head is like where my head is, he's like as long as my torso with his torso. Like he is big enough that he can stand up easily on his hind legs and open doors. Like no issue. Careful, don't tell Kira that. Oh God. Why? I was, all, I was listening already, like, hmm. Oh, no, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> just animals on their hind legs, particularly uh, golden retrievers. <laughs> oh, God. It's so I have scary. a theory of that. It's because you, want, you have that one tape of Goosebumps. It's like the only VHS you own, right? Oh, the you Haunted Mask. watch it so much that the dog at the beginning is burned into your memory. He was a golden retriever, too. And he knows. Yeah, I've I've always been afraid of that part. I won't even watch it to this day. I'll literally, like, look away if I'm watching Goosebumps. And what really did it for me, though, like, when I – I know I've said it on here before, but, like, when I was a kid, and it was probably from Goosebumps, I used to lay in bed at night, and, like, my siblings would be asleep, and I would imagine, like, a golden retriever somewhere – not far away, somewhere close enough, like say, you know, maybe three hours away, walking on the side of the road, coming to me in the dark. And I would lay there like, oh my God, he's getting closer. And I was so afraid to fall asleep because I was like, I know if I fall asleep, he's going to come inside the house. (laughs) And then, and then give him such a long (laughs) breath of time. I don't know. Where did he start? And then it, I, I have no idea. He would just start somewhere on a back road always. And then it manifested into like me being in the car with my parents on the back seat and then being afraid to look out the window in the dark because I just knew he was going to be walking on the side of the road and like, fought, like, like, fought, like walking to my home as I'm driving to my home. And then eventually I'd go to sleep and he'd still be coming. And then I um, was listening to the No Sleep podcast once and I was catching up on all their episodes. And this was like, God, like in 2016. And I'll actually send you guys the episode. It's like five minutes long. And it's literally the story about a man telling uh, about a t- uh, talking about a time when he was being babysat and he heard like, you know, I won't give it away. I will send it to you guys. It's five minutes long. And then you will know where like the fear just manifested into what it is today. <laughs> this sounds so intense. <laughs> I I'm just a golden retriever who walks on two legs. Mm-mm. It fucked me I'm up. After that person. episode, I was like, no. Well, see, I don't want to see it because I, I want to be able to love my cat again. Like, <laughs> You won't. Uh, he's going to be oh, standing no. <laughs> over you when you're sleeping. Okay, but he does arms. that though. Wait, he doesn't cross No, his but arms. like standing on his back legs fully. Erect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be like dead ass asleep. And I'm like, what? What's watching me sleep? And I like open my eyes and there's just this cat face like right fucking next to mine. Like he's wishing oh, no. I'm dead. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Like, no. Oh. My, no. My, my brother's dogs, when I take them for a walk, the chubby one especially will stand on his back legs and like waddle toward me. And I literally will push him down like, no. <laughs> Because when I hold off the harness, they know how to stand up and put their arms in it, like to help you out. And I will literally like, no, and I'll put one arm in at a time, like you are not standing today. (laughs) Oh my god. I don't like it. I'm like, don't do that. I'm like, you are not helping me. I will help you. (laughs) I feel so bad. No, I 
I like love my lanky boy Miles, but I will admit it is sometimes slightly unsettling because like he really is, like I said, he's quite tall, like a very long cat. And like, I'll just be doing something. <laughs> like, it feels like I'm in a horror movie because I'll hear like the at the door of like someone jangling the doorknob. <laughs> it'll be like lengthy finger. scratches on it. And I'm like, please, it's occupied. Uh, I'm in here. And then you hear like the jangling of the door again and a little ah, from outside oh, the door. Oh, He's <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm just trying to poop. <laughs> don't, don't be here right now. <laughs> this is my worst fucking nightmare ever. And then like, He'll get the door. Like, he has enough heft that he's able to, like, open the door. And he just pushes it open and just kind of stares at me before walking in. And it's just like, no, please, no. Are you sure this is a cat and not a child dressed as a cat? Honestly, I'm convinced all of them are. Yeah. No, my dog will do that, too. When I'm pooping... She's big enough that she can just muscle the door open with her nose. Yeah. But she doesn't care. She's not like, she doesn't sit there and like look at me. She's like, oh, you're in here? Okay. And then she walks away. I'm like, what? Why? Why do you need to open the no. door? I'm pooping here, My cats decide that when I am like taking a deuce, it's time for a family meeting. And they're <laughs> like, you know what we want to do? Let's just convene right in her lap. And so Miles, absolute ringleader, will try to open the door. If he can't get it, then like, again, chonky ass Willow or Riley will like throw themselves, like shoulder the door open. <laughs> and then like Riley, who needs to be the center of attention and like he and like Riley and Miles, the two of them will sleep on me when I'm sleeping. And they have like no qualms about personal space. So if I'm pooping and he gets the door open, Riley will, <laughs> will try to jump on my lap when I'm taking his shit. And I'm like, this is, this is not a team sport. <laughs> like, I don't need assistance. And like Willow needs attention. So she'll sit in my underpants and I'm like, please. <laughs> so like, I have to like try to hike my pants as high as humanly possible. <laughs> but then it just like encourages Riley to try to jump in from my lap. And it's, it's just awful. I hate cats. taking we'll a shit. A I don't know. There. Well, I need to say this at 31, but I hate it. <laughs> it's because of the cats. <laughs> uh, Damien oh. sent me this TikTok recently of a dog walking on its hind legs. And it's like a little boy and you see him standing there. And then you see the dog pass. It's like another room and it's all dark. And then you see this dog walk past the door. Yeah. And then he comes around into the kitchen. And then like just when I didn't think it could get any worse, he only has three legs. And one arm is just like <laughs> flapping in the air. And I was like, <laughs> It was so scary. <laughs> That's great. I do the same thing. Anytime I see an animal on its hind legs, I tag Kira. I'm like, you'll love this. <laughs> it was nowhere near. It was nowhere near as scary as that as that one guy dressed like a dog crawling out of that ice. Oh, out of that, that water so thing. So the what? Scary. What? Oh, we will we will send what? it to you. Yeah, we'll have to find it. He's dressed like a big poodle almost. And all you see is this like hole no. in the ice, like like a fishing hole, you know what I'm talking about? And his head comes mm-hmm. out and it's a dog, and you're like, Oh, that's a dog. But then he just climbs out of the hole like a man, and you're like, Oh my god, oh, this hell is no. horrible. <laughs> and he's all wet and just gross, and you keep you keep like the, the costume he's Ugh. wearing is like full on. It covers the face and everything. He gets on like this little deck, and like just when you think it can't get any worse, he starts barking. And the girl that's with no. him is like, Oh, good boy. And I was like, nope. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. That's not what no. that's yeah. 
Nobody likes that. That's Nobody. No. She liked it. I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. She might have liked yeah. it a little too much, though. Yeah, the one yeah. recording, maybe. <laughs> Like, nope. it damn, we are we are not in that. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, I was so disturbed by it. I was like, what did you just send me? <laughs> yeah, as a group of horror writers, we all think of some sick shit, but that's just crossing the line. It really <laughs> is. Like, I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. If you want to dress up as a dog yeah, and look, climb out of things for your thing, partner, yeah, more power to you. To I you, more power to just, you, friend. <laughs> you specifically. <laughs> I think she climbed out of the hole after him. No, what? wasn't she first? No, he was definitely what? first. Was he first, right? And then the guy, I know like one comes after the other and like, it, then like it, for a second it looks like a real dog and then when you realize did come after not, the other in that hole, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to find hey, it. Uh... I think it's in, are you looking in the messages? Because I'm pretty sure it's in there. Yeah, I don't know if it was on TikTok or text. I think it I also was. just want to reiterate the fact that I absolutely hate the fact that we've come back to full circle of dogs <laughs> humping and sucking fingers. I just feel like this is the worst way we could have looped back around. <laughs> I hate that we left ourselves. <laughs> There's that video of Jesus loved his jugglers. Yeah, I what saw about that jugglers? one. There's a TikTok where it says Jesus loves juggalos. <laughs> Well, like insane clown posse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about Don't it? Do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay, CJ. look. <laughs> I don't care about them anymore. Their music is not what it was. Like, I, I okay. I have to like bring this up every interview while I do. But yes, I. There could be a TLC series about me called uh, Growing Up Juggalo, because I did, and I was. Oh, my God. But... <laughs> did you, did you hey. like, paint your face and everything? Oh, yeah. Multiple times. I was in a rap group, and I had my own uh, customized face paint that I designed myself. Two different types. Oh. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. When, I use, when, I drink four, when I drink Four loco. Whenever, like last year, when I was drinking Four Loco and watching Children of the Corn movies, I would inevitably send CJ a "You're my favorite Juggalo" message. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's a very Juggalo thing to do. I was well, okay. Look, when it comes to like world building, I know we're not supposed to talk about books and writing, and it's not that, but no, it's definitely immediately awesome. banned. <laughs> When it comes to world building and fucking like horror writing, ICP in the late nineties, early two thousands did some of the like greatest work for me personally ever. Like I was so into this stupid ass dark carnival world that they built. And like okay, for people who don't know, which is probably everybody except me and other juggalos, there's dozens of us. Um, does they had I think there's like thousands. I thought there are hundreds of us. <laughs> there are the, there's a twelve of us. <laughs> there there's there, a, there are twenty four of us. There are for sure only twenty four. <laughs> there is exactly a baker's dozen of us. <laughs> <laughs> At least in my area nowadays. 
But anyways, okay. Their first six albums were the six Joker, the major albums. There was a bunch of shit in between, but they had the six Joker's cards, and it was like this whole prophecy where it was like, when the sixth Joker's card drops, it's the fucking end of the world. And okay, which sounds stupid because it is, but it was fun to be a part of, and they did a really good job of painting this world of like dark carnival riots where shitty racist people get dealt with for being racist in the end because it's like a weird version of hell but the whole thing was when the six jokers card drops everything ends and this is the fucking apocalypse but they eventually had to drop an actual sixth album and at that point they were like the carnival dark carnival is god we're not sorry if we tricked you that's the whole song they actually have and everybody was like uh that's it's kind of like it made sense but it was a it was a big letdown and then their music after that really fell off and you know, i know that's not saying much because most people don't like their music to begin with but they had some they had some choice cuts back in the late 90s man I, did you never, just ever did you I just, made the awkward silence. Did you just have a plot twist and tell us that the Insane Clown Bossy was a Christian band? Yes. Literally, huh. that's what it was. And they were like, and they literally, in the chorus of the song, said, we're not sorry if we tricked you. <laughs> that's kind of funny. But, no. But, dude, like, they had this song called Old Evil Eye that I found as a young, impressionable teen where it's like literally retelling the Telltale Heart in a gangster, insane clown genre. And I fucking loved it. As a kid that was super into horror and was kind of into punk but really liked rap more, it was like the perfect avenue for me to access that weird angst. And to be fair, I met like, really great friends at that time because they were also into it and everyone was like the juggler world as dirty and gross as it is is very inclusive and like accepting so like as an outcast at that time you're just like yes give me more of this inclusiveness and some everyone is against fucking like their whole thing was chicken hunting which was like hunting <laughs> racist redneck bigots and stuff and Killing them for being racist redneck bigots, which I don't condone uh, legally, but you know, it was fun at the time. I just want to know how we just sat here and listened to a two-minute monologue. You said juggalo. You said the word, and I was triggered. <laughs> and now I, I don't want to make. I don't want to a bottle of that wine. I'm publicly apologizing for telling CJ he's my favorite juggalo. <laughs> you did this publicly to us. apologizing for being a juggalo. He's still my I favorite like juggalo. I, I feel like I know more now about them than I ever did. This was really informative. <laughs> you know? in, in all fairness, I find them personally like really interesting. Now that could also be because my friend Lambert, we went to Toronto, like he, I, and like two of our other friends. And like, we got very wasted and watched a documentary on Juggalos. And it was just like, at that oh. state in my life, I was like, this is 
the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't understand it. I definitely don't relate to it. But fuck. <laughs> like, you know. Fun world of craziness. But it got CJ, to, right like... Write a horror mm-hmm. novel set in, like... Well, you've already said you're going to. Dude, the I told you. I have one. Just do I it. I have an entire idea about... Because I don't know if you guys understand how, like, gnarly the gathering of Juggalos is. Have you heard that of That is this? exactly what the entire documentary was about, and it was yeah. awful it and majestic. In, like, not to, like, go, like, make a pun off their, the name of the band, but it is insane. The stuff that goes yeah. down at those, th- like, campsites, it's... It was like watching somebody shoot a unicorn. Like, it was like, I wanted to look away, but I absolutely couldn't. And then it and be like, hey, guys, <laughs> Yeah, like, wear the flesh of the unicorn. Yeah, like... Yeah. What documentary <laughs> was this? Literally was people... One? People would be like, five bucks to kick me in the nuts so I can get a ticket to drive home or enough gas to drive this RV home that I brought here from fucking Arkansas. Like what? But yeah. And worse, that's not even, that's like the most tame of the things that happened there. So it was this like (laughs) 20 minute documentary on YouTube. I think it was, it might've been probably longer than 20 minutes actually. Is it called called like American Juggalo? Yeah. I have maybe probably. I've seen There's that a one where guys like had to use lighter fluid to get to get that puke off of me. Like what? <laughs> what? Oh god, it's so bad. I promise you, I was out before any of this stuff happened. But <laughs> still, me and my friends, because we're all juggalos and we're like self-deprecating juggalos who like make fun of the fact that we were so into this disgusting culture, but uh. There's a part in one of those YouTube documentaries where this dude who's clearly has had a lot of meth in his life, someone asks him, what's your favorite drink? And he says, Fago off a juggle tits. I mean, same, honestly. <laughs> it's so gross, but it's just one of those lines that we say to each other all the time and instantly start dying oh because he adds an f to the word tits and like what is happening <laughs> to this point? The, the gathering of juggles started as a convention inside of like a building and now it's a giant campsite that's like woodstock mixed with fucking i don't know alabama <laughs> <laughs> Of all the of all the states, why do we never? Why does Alabama never come up? Like everybody talks about every other state but Alabama. That's true. Well, Until because, now, <laughs> have you been to Alabama? No. Um, no, but wait. Well, we're not supposed to talk about books. Am I allowed to talk about my idea? Yeah, you have a free pass. Someone else. Can... Okay. I really want to do like a Scooby Doo themed like Who Done It uh, slasher, where the ghost of a Puritan, who's like the most pure like colonist ever in a white ghostly form, shows up at a gathering of juggalos and is just so appalled by the things going on, he just starts murdering fucking everyone. 
We, so you're telling me it's like Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghosts meets like Halloween? Because that sounds majestic. It sounds incredible. <laughs> sounds like everything I've ever wanted to watch in one place. I have to fucking write it. Get, get on it. Why are you wasting time with us? Oh, we're terrible. Well, we're, you people need you. Go. While we're, on that, while we're on that subject and before it crosses to be September 28th for me and Caitlin, CJ, why don't you, why don't we do like the, you know, the end of show before Kyle comes back? CJ, take like a few minutes and just promote the shit out of Uncanny Valley days. Oh yeah, today, not today, but the day it's coming out, is my book birthday from my little book baby, Uncanny Valley Days. So hey, if you're listening congrats. To this, thank you. Happy birthday. To it today, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Is Uncanny Valley Days is officially available today on uh, all your book purchasing options. Ah, fuck, man, I drink too much wine already. Um, <laughs> please buy it, like it, <laughs> review it, you know, if you read it and you like it. If you don't like it, you can also review it, because then I'll read it and be like, oh, that's what I did wrong, and then I'll make my next book better. Or I'll just sit on it and marinate and think that I'm a terrible person for, like, five days, but then I'll come back and write better. Um, it is a slasher novel about a girl who writes creepypastas and horror stories in her spare time, but accidentally, inadvertently summons a cyber slasher demon into the world. It's like Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street meets Lawnmower Man in the world of Scream. It's It goes all over the place, but it's a lot of fun, and I heard that some people like it, so I hope you do too, and you can I love it. it today i absolutely love it <laughs> it sounds Thank amazing you. it does it's yeah. so different than anything else that's came out in the past couple years it's so fucking good Thank you. that was hard to do when i like um, three quarters of the way through a red wine bottle well, it was By the electric way. wine bottle opener that did you in <laughs> 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 oh wait is that keeper kyle Everybody has to say something. model open. <laughs> okay. I guess you can find CJ on Twitter and Instagram. He's a little dunk. Yeah, a little. Okay. CJ's c.j.sampera.writes on TikTok. C.j. God, I put too many dots in my names. C.j.sampera on Instagram. And just CJ Sampera on Twitter. And then Uncanny Validates on Goodreads and Amazon. And I hope like barnesandnoble.com and other places. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can't wait. All right, Caitlin, yeah. you're up. Oh, God. Hi. <laughs> 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 Surprise, motherfucker. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> That's it. Surprise, Let's go. <laughs> chaos uh, <laughs> <laughs> alright well I don't have anything so exciting um, I don't know when this is coming out but uh, yeah uh, you can find my newest uh, well my my newest book it's my debut novella um, this is where we talk things out from Dark Lit Press it's available everywhere 
It is, in my opinion, an absolute banger of a book. It's about a mother-daughter who go to a cabin and things go horribly wrong. Um, otherwise, you can find my novelette, Magnum Opus, um, on Amazon and through Timber Ghost Press. My debut collection, Palimpsest, is also out wherever books are sold. And if you haven't already grabbed a copy, I have a magazine. It's a seasonal magazine. It is a comedy for horror fans called Laughlin Hills Community Magazine. Um, and it's essentially just, you know, a, a town magazine in a town where monsters are real and serial killers are just your friendly next door neighbor. Um, and you can find me everywhere on social media at just Caitlin Marceau. Pretty simple. Totally ordered a copy of Laughlin Hills today. I, was I am so, so excited for people to read it. <laughs> And Andrew must not hate me anymore. <laughs> he never hated you. I, I, uh, yeah, I know. You must not like me very much. No. <laughs> it's a greasy strangler quote. Okay. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Uh, I'll, we're going to switch it up and I'm going to go first. I'm at DC Ugly Books on Twitter, Damien Thu on Instagram. Um, I don't have, well, yeah, I don't really have anything coming out soon from this day. The 3B Halloween anthology is free today when the podcast comes out. If you want that, to hear the other sto- to hear oh, yeah. the story, the stories or what have you. We're all okay. in there. I just made that mm-hmm. awkward. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to keep saying go ahead. Halloween. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I was just agreeing with you. Stop giving me wine. Why are mom and dad fighting? <laughs> Grave digger Doug hits Crypt Keeper Kyle with the shovel. <laughs> Blam. This is an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at, Damien? <laughs> the little alien, okay. still. <laughs> okay. Now it's your turn. <laughs> That's my turn. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Kira Renee Wright, on Instagram at Midnight Books underscore and Coffee. Um, you can find me on Facebook too. I never say that, but I am lurking on there. Um, just Kira Torres and um, the Midnight Mare Collection version two should damn well be out by now and if it's not somebody just virtually or physically slap me because there's no excuse by now future kira and present kira at the same time um and yeah check out 3b 3b halloween because we're all in there as cj was trying to say <laughs> we don't yeah. don't <laughs> I'm just gonna say, go ahead <laughs> He's over here, like, trying to give good promo when we're just not happening. <laughs> He's better at this than we are. And, um, yeah, so hopefully, yeah, like I said, TMC should be out by now. And that's all. Okay, here. Where's Crypt Keeper Kyle? He's supposed to... There he is. Square up, Kyle. <laughs> Hello, I am back again, and I am still sick of Caitlin's bullshit. <laughs> Grave Digger Doug, do you have your shovel? Doug! My shovel, boss. Oh my god. Doug, your shovel, did you forget it at home? I always have my shovel. 
Okay, Claude, you may need to use it. The last story tonight. Go ahead. I'm going to have a fire, Doug. This irritable podcast. Wait, look, boss. I painted a face on my shovel, and it looks like a friend. It is a very nice face, Doug. The next story is... I'm not letting him speak anymore. The next story is by DJ Sampara, and it is called The Thing With My Hands. Okay, bye. I'd rather Come on, Doug, we have to go. With my hands. Wednesday. Oh, oh my god. Oh. You ever wake up feeling like God tried to shove your square peg shaped skeleton into the ill fitted round hole that is your sagging sack of skin? Like it just doesn't fit. And everything hurts. (laughs) Today, I woke up drenched in sweat and pain and covered in filth. What in the wide world of sports did I even do last night? On a Tuesday night, no less. Why do my hands hurt more than anything? That's the weird part. I'm not getting any younger. I know the ropes. I'm used to hangovers. I'm slowly adjusting to the sad fact that Each one's going to get progressively worse than the last as I get older. What I'm not used to is waking up and feeling like I spent the bulk of the night hanging from a pull-up bar or digging graves or something. Both hands are throbbing. Hurts to even lift my phone and look at my missed calls. Fifteen missed calls from Marco? Shit. I try to call him back, but I met with the robotic voicemail greeting and the sound of it rings through my brain like a tuning fork. <clears throat> hey, Marco. Ugh. I don't know about you, dude, but I feel like a 240-pound bag of shit right now. Hope I didn't make too much of an ass of myself last night. Um, I honestly don't even remember leaving. Ugh. Yo, did I, like, try to lift weights or use your pull-up bar or some shit after I blacked out? My hands hurt like a bitch. Like, everything hurts. My whole body is sore as hell. For whatever reason, though, my hands feel like someone tried to flatten them with a rolling pin. Weird. Anyways, man, I don't think I ever want to drink again. I hate your guts, and I don't think I can go out Friday night. I will be recovering from this for multiple days, I'm sure. I blame you, I want to die, peace. I go to take a shower to wash out the grime from under my fingernails and try to remember what being normal feels like. I miss another call from Marco. He leaves a message. Stop playing phone tag with me, homie. I know you're there. Probably went back to sleep like a bitch. I thought your family was like known for being indestructible zombies and shit. Since when did you get put out by a little black rum? You had like one drink and then you disappeared on me. I don't know what you did with your hands because you ghosted the whole party, dog. Anyways, stop being such a baby. I'll see you Friday. 
Michael will not see me Friday. Instead, I call my on-again, off-again girlfriend, Leota. She agrees to a night in with tall cans, pizza, and a horror movie on Friday. A night in with possible benefits sounds a million times better than stepping back into the blackout ring at another house party. Saturday. I wake up Saturday morning in my own bed, looking and feeling like I was hitched to the back of a horse-drawn carriage and dragged through a cornfield. I won't go into detail about what I smell like, but I assure you it's rancid. Once again, my hands feel like they got pancaked by a steamroller. There's a sticky brown substance matted in my hair and splattered across my shirt. My fingers are raw and filthy. Everything aches. My hands are throbbing. I very cautiously lift my phone to play the new voice message I received from the Oda. Gideon, what is your problem? First, you fall asleep during foreplay like an absolute lightweight, then you shred my curtains like a fucking feral cat and sneak out through my window in the middle of the night. Are you kidding me? Who does that? How old are we? You need help, dude. You've been off lately. Are you? Are you getting high? Is something going on that I should know about? Look, if you want to talk about it or whatever, call me back. I'm not as heartless as you think. You're still paying for my new curtains, though, asshole. She's such a softie. My head is a fishbowl filled to the brim with fish chum and swirls of murky gear oil. My hands are pulsating tumors being nuked in a microwave, especially the right one. What the hell have I been up to? And why do I keep blacking out? I had one tall can last night. I used to polish off full handles of Jack to myself and barely feel a thing. Like Marco said, my family has always been known for being virtually indestructible. My uncle, for example, is a sword swallower who actually swallows the swords whole. Don't ask me the logistics of how it works. I can hardly think straight as it is, but at the same time, my family is just plain weird. I've always tried to deny it and fit in with the normies, but maybe the weird is starting to catch up with me. Is that what this is? Is that my thing? The sleepwalker who smashes his own hands every night? Well, that would suck. I get out of bed and make a beeline to the shower, but I'm halted in my tracks halfway to my destination. The morning news is on my television screen, and the chyron beneath the news report reads, Handstand man, caught on camera in Agora Hills. What in the ever-loving fuck is the handstand man? Or who? I grab the remote and turn up the volume. Was the last thing local store owner Javier Martin expected to see when he checked his security footage this morning? Be advised, what we're about to show you may be disturbing to certain viewers. Grainy black and white footage suddenly fills the screen, displaying the alley behind a local cigar and stoner paraphernalia store called Puffy Smoke Shop. A wiry coyote trots through the alley and disappears off screen. Seconds later, a man appears in the alley, completely vertical and speed walking on his hands. His fingers writhe wildly like meaty spider legs, eyes completely closed and mouth hanging open. He's asleep. As he reaches the center of the screen, I notice something familiar. Same gray t-shirt, same baggy pants, same... Holy shit. 
Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's me. <laughs> I'm the handstand man. Oh, this is bad. The reporter continues talking as this disturbing video loops back and plays again. Reports say that the coyote seen in the video was found two blocks from Puffy Smoke Shop, disemboweled and mutilated in the streets. To make matters worse, not far from that disturbing scene, police officers found a homeless man who had been brutally mangled and left for dead. I shut off the TV and slumped back into my bed. Everything is spinning. I'm a fucking monster. I look down at my grungy hands and they're twitching wildly on their own accord. I fight as hard as I can to not throw up. Stars begin to fill my vision and I feel like I'm leaving my body. Everything fades to black. Sunday. Hey, Leota. It's Gideon. Um, look, I just wanted to apologize for the other night. I don't know what got into me. I mean, I do. More like something trying to get out of me, I guess. Listen, I, uh, I'm going through some stuff right now. And I don't want to talk about it. Honestly, I do. I, I mean, I also want to say thanks. Thank you for not completely shutting me out. I fucked up your room the whole night, really. I've been fucking up a lot. But that's all over now. <laughs> I know how to fix it. I don't know how to explain it, really, but it's my hands. They just gotta go. At least, I think that's the best answer. Yeah. Yeah. Hands gotta go. I think if I just chop off the one, maybe, you know, the other one will settle down and set an example and whatnot. <laughs> and this way, my hand can go do its own thing. Right? Don't worry about me, though. Or my hand will be fine. <laughs> After all, I am an Adams. Ha! Da na na na.